Welcome to episode one of Q the Duck Boats podcast. Kevin, how you doing, buddy? Oh, doing fantastic. Pumped up for this Bruins game tonight. How you doing today, Jake? I'm doing good. Work wasn't bad today. Worked a little bit on the house and everything's everything's going good. I'm excited to record episode one. Heard a couple good things about episode zero. Hopefully we can get some more people listening to us so we can keep this thing rolling out weekly. I think as of right now, the day that works best for Kevin and I for recording is Thursdays. So you can expect the podcast either late Thursday night or Friday Friday during the day. Just depends on when we can get it out to you. But everything um, everything's good on my end, and I'm happy to get into some different topics this week. I think just looking at like an overview for the podcast, we're going to start off every podcast, unless there's some crazy breaking news, with just some Bruins talk, get into some NHL talk from there. Because we are a New England-based podcast, even though I'm not a Pats fan, Kev will lead the way on some Pats talk. Then we're going to talk about some football, maybe some fantasy sports, maybe some betting. Who knows? But let's get into our first thing, Kev, the Bruins. How do you feel about the game last night? So the game last night, oh, man. So last night, they start off so hot. The offense, the defense, it was just they were all over the puck, whether it was the forecheck, the middle of the ice, or on defense, they're breaking things up. Stanika looked great, but I liked him in the second line. I liked him in the second line. He he played good, I thought, all night really. He had a couple like soft plays, but that's to be expected. I mean, yeah, after the first period, I think we're out shooting him fifteen to four at one point. And I was like, Yes. But Yeah, and then we just we went dead to start the second. We were completely flat. And next thing you know, it was like fifteen, fifteen in shots, like it was Damn. fast. It was fast. Right. They were just peppering, um, peppering us. It was, yeah, it was just, it was definitely a game changer. It was, oh, man. It was tough to watch. It was tough. Especially yeah, for my, I, well, yeah, what, for what? Oh, especially for my bet, man. When I started seeing them um, scoring, I was like, oh, yep, this is the end. This is the end of my money. Little Irish crickets for the boys. Um, yeah, no, I agree completely. I was like, I almost bet on the game too. I was going to bet a parlay of the Bruins and the Stars. Um, good thing I didn't. Stars lost in overtime and the Bruins lost. So that would have lost. But yeah, I, I loved the first period. Second period was bad, bad hockey all around. And, you know, the Bruins notoriously like have had those lulls a lot in the second period in this Bruce Cassidy era. And they usually come out great in the third. That's what I didn't like to see. We did not come great in the third. We, we didn't play great in the third. We actually took it to him to start. And then once they started to push back, we just couldn't find it again. Um, one of those nights where you just, I think the first line didn't quite have it. So it's tough when you don't get the secondary scoring outside that kind of fluke coil goal that came from the side of the net, behind the net. But, you know, you're going to have those games and it's, it's okay to have them now. I mean, it's early in the season and we're not going to overreact. We're not going to overreact. They, you know, they need to come out and play good tonight. Um, got to come out, got to beat Carolina. And I hope they do. But Carolina is another very good team, right? Another undefeated team we're about to play. Exactly. Back-to-back nights, undefeated team. Yeah, they're undefeated. They're 5-0. and So it's like, you know, they're 5-0. and And they're scoring a lot of goals. They've scored 22 goals, and they only have eight against. The Bruins have scored 15 and have 15 against. Not ideal. <laughs> yeah, hopefully Swayman takes that last outing. 
and really just builds upon it that we talked about last time. Yeah. Definitely a humbling moment. And so they come out strong and, you know, the defense backs them. Like they started in that first period last night. Like the plays that McAvoy was making, Riley. Yeah. It was just they kept the sticks out front, took away the passing lanes, and they were just breaking up everything. Yeah, I I actually – it's weird because our defense, like, they're playing a little bit different style and they're taking more risks. I think once they get used to it and they get used to their pairings, we're going to like what we see out of them. I think they're going to start to kind of drive more offense. I think Charlie's been great. Everyone's been all over Derek Forbear. I, I don't think he's been terrible. I mean, it is what he is. He's a big defenseman who's like, like people act he's been terrible. I think he's been good. Like, I think mean, he's just, he hasn't been great. He hasn't been fantastic. He's been good. He's done what he's supposed to do. He's big, he's long, and you might not love him all year, right? Like all year we love to watch McAvoy and Grizzly play. We love it. We love it. But when the playoffs come, we're going to be happy with Derek Forbert back there hitting, playing physical, and being a force because that's what we've missed for years in the playoffs. We don't have that force. So, yeah, I'm pretty happy with that. I'm pretty happy with the defense overall, even though they've given up a lot of chances and they haven't played great. I think once they start to gel, it's going to be okay. But, I mean, yeah, and then we'll do a little bit for the look ahead Saturday. I'll be at the game. So we'll definitely get a good live report from that. I'll live tweet that for everybody. Maybe get some pictures out on the cue the duck boats with a Z pod <laughs> on Twitter. I'll get that out. Um, we appreciate all the follows that we've gotten this week too. If anyone's listening from one of our Twitter followers, we do appreciate that. We want to get more polls out, get more interaction with everybody else. Maybe get some guests on, have some fun, but yeah, I'll be at the game on Saturday. So I'm excited for that. Hopefully I think the Bruins will, they're not going to come out flat again tonight. I think they'll come out strong, have a good game. I think they're going to get a win. I'm going to say it right now. The Bruins will win by at least two goals tonight. They're going to come out. They're going to push. And I think it gets the momentum going. We're going to win tonight, come out, and hopefully win for me on Saturday. I'll be pretty happy. But I think that kind of wraps up our Bruins talk for now. I mean, obviously, we're always going to talk bees. It is our our thing. But um, let's take a look at each division. We're going to start with the Atlantic. I think we're going to pick our four playoff teams from each division. And I'll make sure I keep record of it so we can, we can you know, see who's right and who's wrong. So, Kev, I want you to give me your four playoff teams from the Atlantic Division. From the Atlantic, I'm going Florida. Which one? Tampa Bay. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Boston. And Toronto for the Atlantic. Okay. Let me see what I have, and then we'll talk about why. All right. So, looking at this, I'm going to go Panthers. Bruins. Lightning, Red Wings. The Red Wings. They have started off hot, especially, uh, was it Tyler Bertuzzi? Yep. He got on my fantasy team. He's been scoring nice. Yeah, problem again, with him. Problem with him is he's unvaccinated. not vaccinated. He's like the only Canada, player. Man. He's the only player not back, so he can't go to Canada. And listen, Kevin and I are never really going to get into politics or anything like that. But I mean, at this point, it's like, dude, just I mean, come on, man. Like, if the whole NHL's vaxxed and you're not, it's like at a certain point you have to look at the boys and be like, hey, I'm sorry, I can't go play the Canadian games. I'm helping us win. It's a, it's it's a tough situation. But, I mean, we don't know if he has any underlying medical issues or if he just doesn't. I mean, who are we? We can't tell him to get the vaccine. I'm not I'm not someone who's going to tell people you have to get the vax. But I look at it at this point, I'm like, dude, come on. Like, just help your help the team out. He's, like, their best player, too. So, that's, like, that's one of, like, the tough parts about it. It's like, ugh, you know. 
but yeah, I, you know, I just, I probably would have went Toronto to be honest, but I just didn't want to be exactly the same as you. And I think the Red Wings have an outside chance. So I'm going to go Panthers, Tampa, Boston, Red Wings. I think Bruins will take the third spot. I actually think Florida will be first, Tampa second, and then Boston third, Red Wings fourth. I like it. Um, and you know, I just, if the, if the Leafs make it, the Leafs could finish in first in this division talent wise, they really could. I just no, haven't liked what I've seen so far. The first of them. Round. No, they're still losing the first round. Yeah. We, we are not a pro Maple <laughs> Leafs podcast. We do like, I do like Pablo though. I'm a big Austin Matthews guy. That that's for sure. But that brings us to our next division. Let's look at the Metro. Who do you have out of the Metro? Ooh. So you definitely have to have Washington. The Caps, they're there every year, especially with Ovechkin. I think Carolina with um, Ajo and all of them, like yep. they've just been playing solid, solid, um, solid game all around. Um, I think Pittsburgh, especially once Crosby comes back and Malkin comes back, they're going to find it down the stretch. Ooh, and then for my fourth team, hmm, I think Columbus. Wow. I'm going to Columbus. Wow, that is not how I feel at all. That's crazy. <laughs> okay, so we don't agree on this one at all. So you missed one team that I think is one of the biggest Stanley Cup contenders. They always start off slow, but you missed the New York Islanders. So I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm just not liking what I see so far. I'm, I'm going to guarantee the Islanders. I'll guarantee the Caps, and I'll guarantee the Canes. The fourth one, I'm going completely, I guess, I guess a little off the board. I'm going to go Flyers. And I, I, I mean, I guess it's really not that off the board, but I'm going Islanders, Caps, Canes, Flyers. That means I have both the Penguins and the Rangers missing the playoffs. The Rangers, I think, are an outside wildcard team. The Penguins, I just don't know. I mean, I guess they've been fine without Crosby. Once he gets back, they'll be better. But I just, I like the Flyers. I think when the Flyers get Kevin Hayes back, it's going to be big for them. And I don't know. I, I just think it could be really good. From there, let's go to the – what do we want to start with? The central? The, let's start with central. Tell me your picks for the central, Kev. All right. So my favorite of the central, we were just talking about them earlier, Minnesota Wild. The Wild? Okay. The Wild. Wild. And then the St. Louis Blues. Blues? You have to, you have to include the Avalanche. There's just yeah, no way you yep. can leave them out of there. And then we go to Dallas. I think Dallas. Dallas will end it at four. Okay, I agree. I, I that's my pick too. I, I go Wild, Blues, Avs, Dallas. I think just looking at all those, it's just they have the stars, you know. So it's kind of <laughs> Dallas has the stars, but I think you look at the Wild, you have you know, Caprasov. Uh, you have if, that is what did I mess up his name? No, Caprasov. You had all that. You have a lot of good players. The Blues have O'Reilly. I like Krug in the back end. I. I like Tarasenko is playing great. If like they don't Tarasenko. trade him, and then I know if they don't trade him, and then you look at the Avs, they have McKinnon, Landis, Coggin, Rantanen, Makar. They're stacked. I, I think the Avs are a great team. Dallas has Sagi. Tyler Sagan, you know, has always been a player that I love. So I, I'll always outside root for Dallas a little bit. So I actually completely agree with that. And then I think, you know, we can go right into the weakest division in hockey. Oh, then I do want to give the Blues a shout out. I did not expect the Blues to start off 5 and 0 at all. But good for them. They're looking good, so good for them. I don't, you know, I, I mean, I hate the Blues because of 2019, but it is what it is. Now, the weakest division in hockey to me by far is the Pacific. Um, I think we might have different views on this, but we'll see. Give me your teams. 
first we're going to agree. We're just both. I'm just going to write down the Oilers so he doesn't have to say it. Yeah, that's that's a pretty obvious one. Um, and then Vegas, like they've been handled. Yeah, by I know. Yeah, COVID, I agree. With, so. I, I go Oilers Vegas. Yeah. So um, the other two, I think Calgary. Guy with Calgary. Okay. Johnny Hockey. Yeah, 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 yeah I think yeah, he's chopped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the fourth one's. Hmm. Hmm. I think. Hmm. San Jose. The shot. Yeah, it's, it's either San Jose or Vancouver. I, for me, those are the only other two that could round out number four. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I'm not against it. I'm just going to go a little different. Instead of the Sharks, I'm going to go, I'm just going to go with the Crackheads. So I'm going to go with the Seattle like, Crackheads. Mm. All right. So I think mine will go, I will go Oilers, Vegas, Calgary, Crackheads. I just think that's kind of where I'm going. And, you know, actually, I'm going to, you know, I like Calgary because I like to chuck. I like, um, I like good draw. Obviously, we love their ties to Boston. So I, I'll go with that. So I, where I vary is the Crackheads, the Seattle Kraken. Sorry. Sorry. Kid show. Kid show. <laughs> um, I'll go with that. And I guess we'll see how they are at the end. We didn't have much different. I guess I took the Red Wings and I took the Kraken. All of that were kind of the same all the way through. So, you know, we'll see how it goes. Besides, besides Columbus, man. Yeah. Yeah, but so, yeah, I, well, I felt Columbus had no chance. That's right at all. Actually, what did I go with? Yeah, yeah, yeah sorry. I went Islanders, Caps, Canes, Flyers. That was much different than yours. I think Dude, my no boy chance. Elvis. My boy Elvis. Yeah, Elvis Merzlikin. He was a good goalie. I won't, won't take that away from you at all. Um, so the only other thing I look at here, let's go into the – let's take a look. What do we get at these divisions? That's all four divisions. Those are our playoff teams. Who is your Stanley Cup favorite? My favorite. It's definitely a tough one to decide right now. I mean, if Edmonton can keep playing the way they're doing, I think you can never count them out. But also the way the Caps are playing, it's very it's very tough. Cause I feel like there's a couple of dominant teams so far, and they're just – but. I think, yeah, either the Oilers or the Caps, I think, are really going to come out strong. I don't and hate just, either of those. I really don't. With the I mean, Caps, they have the experience. They all know how to play playoff hockey. They've been there. Ovechkin loves it now that he's gotten the taste of the cup and everything. Yeah, I don't I, I don't hate either of those. I You know, I think I'm looking at the Oilers or the Blues out of the West, and I know those are the chalk teams, but they're just the teams I think are kind of built for the playoffs right now. And then I, I like the as hardo as it is. I like the Bruins or actually the Hurricanes. So, I mean, it's kind of like it's kind of a hardo pick, I guess. I like the Panthers too. They're all good, but like, I'm not even gonna go Bruins here. I'm really not. I just don't know. I need to see more of them. Obviously, like, I will bet on the Bruins to win the cup. I hope the Bruins win the cup. I just don't know if they have the mix to do it yet. It's so early to find out. But my really early pick, I guess. Just not to copy you. I mean, I'm gonna go. But I mean, in a play, I'm gonna go Hurricanes. They have a little bit better coaching. I'm gonna go Canes. Canes against um the Oilers, and I actually think the Oilers could take the cup. I really do think McDavid's gonna push them and just keep pushing. And Darnell Nurse is only getting better. You still have Drysaitel. They have a good team, and you know, I think take. I really think they could do it. 
I think they are Canada's team now. I know it's like a tough conversation for a lot of people, but the Leafs haven't been able to do it. And they're the Leafs are like spiraling at this point. Mitch Marner hasn't scored a goal in what 20 games. It's like the Flames, the Flames are built pretty good. I mean, they could. The Canucks are showing they might have, you know, put too many eggs in a couple baskets. And then the Habs have been terrible to start the year. And I, I didn't expect that at all. I liked this young Canadians team. I, I hate the Canadians historically, but I like this team. I like Caulfield. I like Suzuki. I like Toffoli. I thought they had a decent team set up, and it's it just not its not working for them at all. But I think that wraps up our hockey talk for tonight. We'll get back in it maybe with a bet of the week. But, you know, cue the Duck Bolts pod. We did say we we're going to talk about football. So let's get into a little Patriots talk. Kev, give me how you feel about the Pats to this point in the season. Give me how are you feeling about them. Oh, man, the Patriots, like, I'm all over the place because every week they leave you feeling different. I agree. I agree. I'm I'm a Cowboys fan, but I try to watch them, and I agree. Keep going, though. Sorry. Right. It's whether it's like, oh, the offense is finally hitting stride. Oh, even now the defense isn't hitting stride. The next week the offense isn't there, but now the defense is there. So it's definitely – it's all about finding consistency, and what's week seven definitely brought us consistency, but it was also against the Jets. Yeah, so gotta, yeah, that's the thing. You know, it's like I love Patriots fans. They're like, we're back on track. We're back on track. It's like you beat the fucking Jets. Like, what are we talking about? <laughs> like, I love that. It's like it get every time. It's like every fucking time. But I mean, you know, whatever. I'm a Cowboys fan. I'm 25 years old. I've known nothing but suck since I've been alive. So I'm not like, I'm not arguing with that. Like, I, I'm not a guy. Like, I'm not someone from New England who like hates the Patriots because I'm not a fan. I, I watch the Patriots and. It is what it is. I don't root for them to win, but I like Tom Brady. So, and now he's not a Patriot, but still, I don't like, I respect greatness and the Patriots were a dynasty for most of my life. So that, that is what it is. I'm not a Pats hater, but like it just Patriots fans make me laugh. Like just the emotional changes. I guess they're the same fans, mostly that are Bruins fans. It's the same way. It's either we're Kings of the Hill or we're like the fucking court jester. It's one or the other. We can never be like, Hey, we're doing all right. We're having an all right year. I just can't, it can't be that way in Boston, which, you know, I guess that's bred from just greatness, right? It's bred from the duck boat tours. That's why we like, we expect greatness and we're either terrible or we're going to win. So I guess it kind of is what it is. How do you feel about Mac Jones? Do you like your quarterback? Do you think he's a quarterback of your future? He's going to bring you back to the promised land, Kevin? I hope so. They're spending pick 15 on him. Yeah. But, no, yeah, each week. Max looks better than Justin shown, Fields. I was wrong there. Yeah, he's definitely shown something each week. In the, like, his, his passing percentage, it's in the 70s. Like, he's being consistent. Oh, he's, yeah. I think he's oh, accurate. So far, I, he's accurate. What, what he's doing right now, though, is – He's doing what he's asked of. It's not like Josh McDaniels is really opening up the playbook. It's just, yeah. hey, throw this short right, short route, and let your receiver and tight end do this. Yeah. And that's what they're doing. They're not taking long shots, not taking the deep ball. It's hey, get the ball out quick and let your players make plays. And then, and like this week, this is also one of our healthiest we've had in O line. After all these injuries and all these mix ups, you finally had like. A pretty solid old line. Yeah. No, and which is huge, especially for a young quarterback. Is like you need to keep him up, you need to keep him protected, and and then you have to let the run game go. Like I was telling you prior to the season, I was hoping it's been an early two thousands Patriots team, like when Brady first came on. Yep. You had a you had a great defense, great old line and a solid run game, which took the pressure off Brady, allowed Brady to make the throws just like Max doing. 
and just allow him to play football. Use his IQ and play football. I mean, that's the thing. It's like give Harris the ball. Give Harris the ball. He's a good running back. Give him the ball. And they have the last couple of weeks. They've given him the ball. He's had great fantasy numbers. He's played good. I, I mean, yeah, that's how I feel. I mean, I, if anybody wants Cowboys talk, like tweet at us and I'll give it to you. But I figure our target audience probably doesn't. But the Cowboys have looked great. You know, I'm happy coming off the bye week. I heard Dak's out of the walking boot. He should be ready to rip it up. And no, he's you, been a you ready for uh... – you ready for Cooper Rush to start? The game? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That'd be <laughs> fucked. But um, I've loved everything I've seen out of the Cowboys this year in general. I think the defense looks amazing. Trayvon Diggs, possibly defensive player of the year. That was the biggest surprise. I mean, he's been a monster. He really has. He, but he, I mean, you know, it's he is a receiver faking it a cornerback. Exactly what Jerry said is legit with that. But we won't get into too much Cowboys talk in episode one. I just feel like we might have people shut off the podcast so let's get into um something that you and i really love and i think a lot of people else do let's talk a little fantasy sports let's talk a little fantasy football um kevin i've played in the same league for two years now with actually it's my uh my dad's league with some of his co-workers and people he works with i'm i'm now the commissioner co-commissioner of the league so we have a, we have a good time but um kev i want you to give our listeners your two biggest upside players for the remainder of the year two guys that you think either should be picked up off your waiver wire or someone you should trade for someone that's really going to be upping their game for the rest of the year in football. Oh, who's going to be going off the second half. It can even be a star that hasn't quite done it yet or, you know, just anything really. Hmm. This is a tough one. All right. I'll do mine. If you're not, I'll do mine. If you're not ready, are you ready? You ready? You should be ready. You should be ready. Yeah, Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. So I mean, for me, like a guy I have on my own roster, Leonard Fournette. Yep. They are finally feeding this guy the ball, yes. and his involvement in the receiving game. He's he's looking like a complete back, and they love it. Like they're taking the pressure off Tom. Even with, like Tom throwing 30, 40 times a game, Fournette's still getting those rushes. Like two weeks ago, he had twenty two, and then two weeks before that, he had twenty. So he's definitely getting the yards in the end zone. They're just feeding him in the end zone. They finally like, hey, just give him the ball, give him the ball. And then another guy on my roster who's coming off IR first week back, Jerry Judy. Yeah. I think Jerry Judy's yeah. gonna have a big second week. Especially I see with him and him and Cortland Sutton. Cause now it's like, who do you put your number one corner on? Yeah. Cortland Sutton or Jerry Judy? I agree. So it's gonna be tough and like the pressure's gonna be there from both. Because Cortland is that deep presence that can go and go. Yep. But Judy has the intermediate elite, route, the short elite route. route right. Elite route right. Elite. The footwork on that. Yeah, so very elite. The ankle is like the ankle's fully healed. I think Judy's really going to have a big year. And then with Tim Patrick third, like they just Yeah, no, they're complete, good. They're, they're, they have deep receivers. They have a complete wide receiving court. And Bridgewater – Bridgewater's best when he's throwing eight, nine yards down the field. No, I know. So I agree. So let Judy get there and just keep getting the catches. As long as the volume's there, I think we'll be seeing like 10, 11 targets a game. Like definitely. Yeah. We'll warrant that. So that's a big one for me. 
Definitely. So I'll give mine. So first, I'm going to go with a guy who actually traded me. I think Keenan Allen is going to have a huge second half or, you know, second two-thirds of this NFL season. I look at just the amount of targets, you know. So other than last week when he had five, we're looking at nine targets in week five, 11 targets in week four, 12 targets in week three. You have eight targets in week two. I think Keenan Allen's talent at some point is going to take over, and he's going to start catching these balls. So I think as a fantasy receiver, you should start to expect some solid if you're playing PPR. If you're not playing PPR, go home, stop talking. At least half point, something. Should be looking at some 20-point weeks coming up from Keenan Allen. And he's only done it once, week one this year, at least in our league, which is pretty bonus late, so it gets pretty high scores. But, yeah, I think Keenan Allen's going to have a big rest of the season, and I'm pretty happy with having him in my roster. The other player that I think really has some upside going forward is Michael Carter, the running back from the New York Jets. A lot of people might not agree with me, but he has really started to put it on the last three weeks. In my league alone, week four, 10 points. Week five, 15. Week seven, 16. He's slowly getting more carries. He's slowly getting more catches. He was targeted nine times last week. He had eight receptions for 67 yards. He also had 11 carries for 37. Week before, three targets, three receptions, 20 yards, but he also had a rushing touchdown of 38 yards. He's getting the ball on that team with not that much talent, and he's one of the skilled players on that team they're going to start feeding the ball to. He didn't have a great camp, and he didn't have a great preseason. He has now taken over, taken over that one, number one job in New York. I know it's been a long time since there's been a Jets player that's even fantasy relevant, but I think we have one here in Michael Carter. That's really all I got for some fantasy football on the two. Other than that, I mean, we're going to touch on more fantasy stuff as the season rolls on. Probably give two our two favorite picks of each week, guys we think are going to really bust out. I'm interested in seeing how Zach Ertz plays the rest of the year over in Arizona. I think that's interesting. I'm interested in Cordell Patterson, too, another guy who's really had a resurgence on his career this year out in Atlanta. Um, you know, a lot of different players to keep an eye on. Anyone else you want to mention, Kev, or you want to jump over to uh, jump over to something else? Yeah, how do you feel about your best friend, Miles Gaskin? Tough, 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 <laughs> tough. I dropped Gaskin, and then he ah, – Gaskin had a great week, then a bad week. I was in a little bit of a pinch with my team. And, and then a good how week. Many spots I, had. I know, and I dropped Miles Gaskin. What do you have last week, 16 points? Something yes. like that? Yes, Eight, 18. I, it was 18. So, I, you know, I, I think Miles Gaskin is an up-and-down player. I regret dropping him, and I think he's, a, you know, a borderline playable in a flex spot in a 12-man league if you're playing in PPR. Obviously, like most leagues aren't exactly as tough as ours, I think. And, you know, it's a little, I feel like it's a little cocky to say that, but it's the truth. We have a lot of good fantasy players in our league, other than the couple of idiots we have. So it's a monkey oh in our God. league drop with um, a literal monkey in our fantasy football league dropped. Clyde Edwards Hilaire, while he had two open IR spots and two open bench spots, he decided to drop him. So as our commissioner, he didn't get him back in waivers. No, really he didn't get him back in waivers. He didn't get him back in waivers. As our commissioner, I didn't. I I made the executive decision. I put him back on the guy's roster because he was messing with our team. We're playing for money. You can't just like drop. Are you, you serious? Just, I put, yeah, I put, no, a waiver, mo- I put a waiver claim in for that. Oh, I, you should have read the messages. I publicly said it on the message board that I was going to do that. Like everyone agreed. So that's on you. I was like, what are we doing? Oh, but, you know, this kid. I don't read those doing. messages. He's, this kid's absolutely lost in the sauce. So it can't really help him out there. But you know what? <laughs> I'm going to take a pause right here from our podcast and let everyone know that we are sponsored and we are in partnership with Inside the Rink. Follow, follow Inside the Rink at inside underscore the underscore rink on Twitter. 
they have been great to us. We are great friends with the guys over there and we're hopefully going to get some writing out on their website and do some other things hockey related and some, maybe some live streams and events with them. So we're super excited to be presented by them and they're actually now sponsored by, so I guess we, I mean, are a little bit too by fanatics. So if you want to get any of your officially licensed sports gear by fanatics, just jump onto the inside the rink website. It's just inside the rink.com. And you should see the banner right at the top of the page. We should have some custom ads coming in soon, but just right at the top of the page, give that a click. And that helps us get this podcast out to you. It helps the website run. So give that a click and buy all your favorite sports gear right from there. It helps us. It helps fanatics. It helps you get all the best gear. So I think it's a no brainer, but all right, back to the pod. Other than that, I think, you know, we're going to wrap things up soon, but we're going to give you a bet of the week from both the NHL and the NFL. So Kev, what is your bet of the week this week for the NHL? For the NHL. Hmm. What day are we talking? This weekend? It's up to you. It's up to you. Weekend. This weekend, it's up to you. Do whatever you, whatever you think. You can give next week. I definitely. I need, we're going to record on uh, Thursday, so anytime before that. So tomorrow, Friday, October 29th, I'm loving this parlay of Florida over Red Wings, Hurricanes over Blackhawks, and Capitals over the Coyotes. I definitely think those three in a parlay is just simply a no-brainer to me. I'll definitely be ripping that bet. So okay. hopefully I'm not wrong because I could yeah. use a win. So for anyone who didn't write that down quick, we'll get that out on Twitter for you for Kev's parlay for tomorrow. My pick for the bet of the week for the NHL, I'm going to take the Bruins on the money line. So just to win on Saturday, they should be around plus 120, I think. They were 115 for me. Yesterday and they lost. So I think we should be looking at about plus one twenty. The Bruins don't lose to the same team twice in a row very often. So I'm gonna go with that. That'll be Saturday night, Bruins plus one twenty, and we will tweet that out. So we'll get both these picks tweeted out for you. We'll jump over to our NFL pick of the week. Kev, give me yours. Yeah, mine's money line too. Okay. I don't like puck lines. They scare the yeah. hell out of me. Oh, you're doing another NHL one or oh oh, oh all money no, lines. No, no, for my yeah. NHL one. Yes, sir. Puck Got lines it. scare the hell out of me, man. Oh yeah. Puck lines are just yeah, they I mean you can make money on the puck line. Shout out Puck Lines Podcast. Check them <laughs> out too. Check them out too. What's your pick of the oh, week for NFL? Week you're not ready? Eight. I have mine. Let's hear yours first. All right, my pick of the week for the NFL. It is a little off the board, but I just, for some reason, I feel like this team, like, they're they're raging up to get a win. I'm going to take the Detroit Lions on the money line, plus 160 over the Philadelphia Eagles. I think the Lions are going to come out, and they're going to beat the Eagles. That's, like, I guess, a little bit of a long shot. I mean, they're only plus 160, so obviously Vegas thinks they have a chance. If you guys want some for sure money, some for sure is these money, It'd be pretty easy, I think, for you to take a look at the actually timeout. Hold up. I'm gonna give a little wow. The Cowboys are plus 120 against the Vikings. I think that is insane. The Cowboys are the underdogs against the Vikings. Hold up, full stop, pause. The Dallas Cowboys are my guaranteed lock of the week. Take the Dallas Unless Cowboys. Cooper Rush starts. I don't know. No, Dak is playing. Dak is 100% playing, even if Cooper Rush starts. I don't care. Cowboys over the Minnesota Vikings at plus 120 is the easiest bet of all time. Throw two units on that, three units. Get, get an easy win there. If you want to get wild, you could take the Cowboys parlayed with the 
Detroit Lions, which is getting a little wild. You'd be looking at like plus 472. Not too bad, but all right. I'm changing my pick of the week from Detroit, even though I do feel good about Detroit. It's going to be the Dallas Cowboys on the money line over the Minnesota Vikings. What's yours, Kev? Give us something a little safe. Oh, no. I'm going with Tennessee Titans over the over, Colts. Over the Colts. The Colts yeah. are the favorite. Yeah, the way I know. Tennessee's been I know. Playing, I just saw that, too. Derrick uh, Henry's been dominant. I, I get like, yeah, Indy does have a great run defense, but it's just Tennessee's defense has finally stepped up. Derrick Henry just can't be stopped, which he's shown that. And now Julio Jones is healthy. A.J. Brown's healthy. A.J. Brown's playing like the player he can. Tannehill's kind of finally figuring it out again. I know, which is so, good to see. I, like, I, I've always I, been kind of like a Ryan Tannehill fan after his first year with Miami on um, Hard Knocks. Like, I've always kind of liked him. So, Right. I've liked him since Texas A&M. So. Yeah. Ooh, A&M guy. Johnny, football. All right, last question before we wrap it up, Kev. What are you being for Halloween? I'm going to be the classic lumberjack. The classic lumberjack. Really? I'll, I'll probably be one of my classics. Man. My, I think I'm going to go with Johnny Manziel. Johnny Johnny football. I think that's what I'm wearing to work tomorrow, my Johnny football jersey. Before we finish, I know I said we're going to wrap up one story about how Kevin and I met. Kevin and I actually met about six or seven years ago. Six years ago, seven years ago. I was about ago. to bring this up too. Man. Yeah, six or seven years ago at a Halloween party. We were playing beer pong. I was dressed up as Des Bryant, and he was dressed up as a referee. He threw a flag at me. We've been best friends ever since. That's all it took. He threw a flag. I was yelling that Des caught it. From then forward, we've been <laughs> we've been great friends. So uh, I hope you guys enjoyed episode one. You can follow me at Jacob Abenanti. You can follow Kevin at Kevin Santangelo with a zero for the O. We'll tweet both those out and give the podcast a follow at Cue the Duck Boats with a Z. Um, it's been awesome. This was a great time. You have fun, Kev? Oh, no, I'm excited going forward. Awesome. And I appreciate everyone coming out to listen to us. So. Yeah, most definitely. Thanks, guys. And remember, check out Inside the Rink. That's who we're presented by. And we can't wait to bring more content through them forward. I think we're thinking about doing some live streams and things like that. So we'll get back to you on that. We'll see you, uh, see you out on the Twitter sphere.